Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 11. We are now at 11. 11 times that Joe Biden's dog commander has bit a Secret Service agent. That's the 11th attack by the first dog. (laughs) You laugh. Uh, I laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, more uh, full team coverage on that story coming up later that is the most mystifying story to me i just don't and this is not a joe biden story it's just a what the hell story how do you what is going on with i assume the best taken care of best tended to and trained dogs in the world maybe what is going on with the number of bites well, when this dog bit the, somebody for the 10th time, keeping in mind your dog bites people twice, they'll put it down. Man, you don't get a say in it. No. So during the 10th time, we talked about this and got lots of notes from dog trainers and experts in dog behavior who pointed out a couple of things, including the fact that this uh, this dog and the, the capabilities of German shepherds in terms of law enforcement and biting people and the rest of it are pretty well known. They can be very aggressive. You need to be unquestionably the alpha dog Yavol. to command that dog. And uh, and uh, actually, many people do train them in German so that somebody can't distract the dog because by they, throwing commands at them. They pick it up quicker. Yeah, right. Because they're native tongue. That's <laughs> exactly exactly. Anyway, um, but th- th- there's a doddering old man who's busy doing other things. That's allegedly the head of the household, or you got a little Doctor Jill or whatever. So this dog thinks it's in charge, and 
you got Secret Service guys coming and going and moving around a lot, and the dog's uh, agitated. I, I get all that, and I'm sure all that's true, but I've known lots of people that own German Shepherds that didn't have you know expensive training or spend a lot of time on it or whatever, and they didn't have 11 people get bit. I know. <laughs> it's It's astonishing. How is this dog still around? What's going on? Who? How do, are there any Secret Service agents still willing to work? I guess it's because the presidential detail is really auspicious. Right. But I just the whole story again. I'm not. This is not a politics thing to me at all. It's just astounding. I assume that with probably donors' money from some super PAC, they went to the most reputable breeder in America, had the sure. best training in America, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff, and they still just can't stop having people get bit by dogs. It's and weird. Mind- if you had a neighbor who's somebody who had gotten bit by a dog 11 times oh. in three years, you'd think that the house was full of lunatics. Well, right. How the hell do you still have that dog? How have you not done anything about it? It's also worth mentioning, remember, his other dog, Major, was involved in multiple biting incidents at the White House. It was later moved out of the White House, and then Commander <laughs> Commander took the bloody baton in 2021 and, and then recommenced the biting. There's something going on there. There's, there's a missing piece to this story. Is it? Did all the Secret Service agents start uh, carrying around raw hamburger in their pockets? Or I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Asked by CNN whether the new training had taken place or if any further action would be sought, Elizabeth Alexander, communications director for the First Lady, said in a statement, quote, The First Family continues to work on ways to help Commander handle the often unpredictable nature of the White House grounds. But it's not more unpredictable than it used to be. I don't think it's that much more unpredictable than lots of scenarios where people have dogs and people are getting bit constantly. Well, it's not like it's the first White House dogs. There have been many of them. Right. Um, uh, And the other interesting part of the story is I would have thought after the third bite or fifth bite or seventh bite or ninth bite... That at some point, somebody would have said, look, here's one thing that cannot happen again. Nobody's getting bit by a dog again, all right? What needs to happen? No more dog. I mean, you would think somebody would have decided this is a high priority because it's just so crazy. Now we're at 11. 11 dog bites. It's a workplace safety issue, which is, you know, a Democrat cause celeb. But, yeah, it's, you know, it just... Now, if I was the family of a Secret Service agent, I would be somewhat concerned, but it just really is clownish. It just gives a very clownish, out-of-control, doddering, old feel to the White House, doesn't it? Just incompetence. I'm not trying to draw any big conclusion. It just contributes to that perception. Well, if I had a guy, a friend on the corner, and I got to tell the uh, the kids, stay away from that house. Uh, people have been bit 11 times in the last couple of years of that house, and it's some old guy who shuffles around, falls down now and then, calls me by the wrong name, tells me the same story every time I run into him. I would Mumbles think, incoherently. Right, I would think, well, I know what's going on here. Right. Yes, I'm just afraid somebody would end up shooting that dog. Uh, so speaking of the uh, the Biden family, I found this very amusing indeed. And yes, we will get to the whole uh, schools, boys and schools issue that we promised we would. Oh, my um, God. I'm looking at the video on. The, I'm glad Good Morning America is covering this. ABC News is covering. It. I'm looking at the video of the looting of stores in Philadelphia last night. Is oh, that a target? Yeah. Or is that just a mall? I don't know what that is. But oh, my God. Civilization has broken down. It's incredible. And we, including you good folks, 
said at the beginning of the George Floyd riots, look, I get people are freaked out and, and angered by this guy dying, but we are allowing rampant lawlessness. This will go to a very, very bad place. We're allowing the left to perpetrate political violence. This is not going to end well. And and I think, you know, January 6th and the looting and all of it is a, a direct, uh, you know, downstream effect of what we we're talking about. It was so obvious. That's part of the that's the frustrating part of all this stuff. I got to read this stuff from this book I was reading last night. Germany, 1923. It just popping into my head. Maybe I'll do that next segment. Yeah, I love that idea. So uh, I I absolutely love this, too. It's Andrew Stiles in the Free Beacon. Right wing conservative patriots need a hero who fights for their values. And he writes, uh, we're all we're looking for heroes. They need a hero who gets them, someone who understands their passion for freedom and capitalism, someone who respects the military, someone who fights. A hero is willing to do whatever it takes to stop Joe Biden from destroying this great country. Perhaps this hero does exist. A ruthless capitalist who loves the Second Amendment as much as he hates the IRS and is doing more than any Republican leader to bring down the Biden administration. We've just been looking for this hero in all the wrong places. Meet Robert Hunter Biden. You're probably more likely to think of him as a liberal scumbag than a right-wing freedom fighter, but consider the facts. Examine the evidence. Now more than ever, we shouldn't let our partisan biases cloud our judgment and deprive us of potential allies in our fight to make America great again, again. Like most hardworking American patriots, Hunter hates having to fork over a chunk of his paycheck to the federal government so that feckless bureaucrats can fund trauma therapy for journalists and other boondoggles. Hunter doesn't just complain about the IRS. For years, he's nonviolently protested injustice by withholding tax payments. <laughs> Not a joke. Re- refusing to disclose hard-earned foreign income and writing off his prostitution-related endeavors as legitimate business expenses. That's not all. Hunter is suing the IRS for failing to safeguard his privacy after two so-called whistleblowers received sensitive information. He's not just another schmuck who talks the talk. He fights the fight. <laughs> and then they get into his his obvious affection for the Second Amendment. Right. Goes with uh, without uh, explaining. That's really funny, Andrew. That is good. <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> oh, conservative hero, Hunter Biden. <laughs> Oh, and then he, oh, oh, this part's a little rough about how actively he's consoled the widows of people who've served in the armed forces. Oh, right. Oh, filling the particular needs of military wives and widows. Hunter has gone above and beyond the call of duty. Oh, that was a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh, that's good. We got a debate tonight. You watch it. Tell me about it tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll I got 45 in. minutes in me. Okay. I'll take in all the punditry. Not sure I'll take in the debate. I want to talk about the lawsuit against Amazon, which is uh, interesting from a freedom standpoint and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm at day, it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm at day four of hearing about... Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, so uh, that's four days in a row. I wonder how many days in a row, I wonder how many days it'll be before I go a day without hearing about the fact that they're dating. <laughs> well, it won't be today. A uh, popular meme going around the interwebs, a KFC with the sign out, Taylor Swift special, two bony thighs, two small breasts, and a left wing. <laughs> hey, now. What? 
I don't believe Kentucky Fried Chicken's actually doing that. <laughs> now, Two bony thighs. She's slender. Come on. Everybody used to look like that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, boy. As, uh, uh, I'm reading, I'm still reading the biography of Robert Oppenheimer that they made the movie about. It's so good. I'm so into it. They're into the making the bomb stuff and everything now. And, man, the amount of security, the amount they were spying on him and all the other scientists. It's just incredible. Anyway, maybe I'll talk about that more later. Uh, he, But he was like 120 pounds. He was 5'10", 120. And that's wow. just what people were like back then. Wow. I don't want to say how much I outweigh him by. And I'm like medium in America these days. Right, right. And that's yeah. um. Uh, But a different book that I was reading a couple of pages of last night that just came out, Germany 1923. I'm not in any way trying to claim that we're going to turn into Nazi Germany. Trump is the new Hitler. I hear where you're going. Jack Armstrong, label this part of the podcast. But I am going to try to claim that when a country's like in a desperate strait and there's about to be big changes of some sort, I think they probably have similarities. And uh, and it's that's pretty interesting. See if you agree with some of the similarities, among other stuff we've got to talk about today. Stick with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Federal Trade Commission and 17 states are now suing Amazon, claiming it's a monopoly. 
they say controlling what products are sold on its giant site, how much they cost, and then pressuring sellers to use Amazon's shipping and delivery. Amazon calling the lawsuit misguided, arguing the company has helped not hurt customers and businesses. I am not a monopoly lawyer or anything, uh, so I don't I don't completely understand this sort of thing. But all the examples I heard of, there, there are things Amazon does that I hate, but I don't know that they can't be fixed by competition and free market. And um, all the examples I keep hearing of why they're a monopoly, the government needs to either regulate or shut down or break up or something like that, all seem ridiculous to me. They push, they push other items to the front of the, the search. Yeah, like when I go to the grocery store, Coke and Pepsi are on the, the end cap because they spend more money at the store. Yeah, uh, all right. Yeah, I got to agree. I thought some of it sounded kind of anti-competitive, but uh, some friends of the Armstrong and Getty show who would know say, no, this is a bad lawsuit. I don't know. I have to dig into it more. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this book is called Germany. Oh, you want to tease what we got coming up? Well, yeah, we're going to talk about a handful of things, including uh, comments on our segment yesterday about how schools are not designed for boys and the crisis in public education right now, government schools. Uh, really interesting notes from teachers and parents. So I'm reading this book. Uh, just came out this m- month, and I was looking forward to it because I'd read some fantastic reviews. It's called Germany 1923 and, um, and came out this year because that's 100 years ago, obviously. And it's the idea that post-World War I, Germany was in trouble and all the incredible craziness that changed world history to come started much earlier. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to make the point that that's where we're headed, but we are, I think we all are feel, everybody feels like we're going something through something really, really weird and something's coming. I don't know, like a correction or a, or, 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 or a different way of doing things, but something's coming. Right, and what comes out the other end is uh, different in different sets of circumstances, but it's always uh, something strong. Yeah, but I just I, I just thought the, what it felt like in Germany, nineteen twenty three. Most of this stuff is from people's diaries at the time, and uh, and that sort of stuff, like contemporary uh, uh, reporting at the time. All of Germany seemed to suffer from feverish delusion. Time has come unglued said one uh, blah, blah, blah in his diary. Time has come unglued is exactly what I felt like it feels like in America now for like five years. Just like, you know, so many things happening at once. Everyone senses something threatening at hand, but no one knows what's coming. Everything was shaky. Nothing was certain. And there was no counting on anything. These were the fundamental sentiments of the frenzied months of 1923. All that is exactly what I feel right now. No idea. Something's coming. No idea what. Can't count on anything. Social values and norms fell apart. Okay? We've certainly seen that. Hello. The disintegration went hand-in-hand with a basic loss of trust in the functioning of political institutions. The result was kind of an everyday anarchy. All the targets closing and everything that we're seeing. I think he could give you a a hundred examples. A struggle of all against all. The sense in the autumn of 1923 that Germany was plummeting into a bottomless pit didn't allow for rational explanation, but people were dumbfounded. What has happened to my country? Yeah, yeah, surrounded by that. People were seized by an irrepressible desire for intoxications of all sorts. And the German German entertainment, you know, the, the amount of drinking that started in recent years. And drugs drug overdoses. Yeah. And the German entertainment industry experienced an unprecedented boom. 
The frenetic demand for amusement reached levels that made the panic-driven revelries of medieval plagues look like sober performances. That's interesting. That when uh, when uh, it, so uh, TikTok fascinations or all this different sort of stuff, we just looking for an outlet. Whether it's it's a distraction of some sort with those kind of amusements, or uh, or intoxicants of a certain kind, just to get away from the the craziness of everything. Historians who examine the madness of this time are inevitably struck by its breathless pace. Events and developments came not one after another, but as a deluge in which individual occurrences overlapped and augmented one another. That struck me also, because that is exactly what we've been talking about for years now. Just one giant story after another. You don't even have time to like absorb the last giant thing that happened before the next giant thing happens. And it's oh, yeah, we've been talking crazy. about that for years, right? Yeah, don't worry about this scandal. It'll be over by noon tomorrow. Something else will happen. And in our frequent discussions about the fact that there's no like slow patch of the summer where very little happens. It's constant insanity. And obviously that uh, lack in trust or belief in all political institutions, we've talked about the polling on that. Nobody trusts or believes in any aspect of any of the leadership anymore. Right. I, I just think that's interesting. So when it's a, when a, when a, when a culture is coming apart, and again, I don't, not, I don't know what's coming. Maybe we're going to come out of this and fix it, and everything is going to get fantastic. But we're going through something that other countries have gone through and hasn't turned out well. I wish we had like one more minute in this segment. We were up against a hard break, but I, I want to point out that there are those who are loving this. Um, so uh, more on that, the crisis in schools, and uh, much more. Hope you can hang around. Yeah, that's a good point. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
you're going to see from this debate this week is this, these candidates drawing a contrast between what California is and not bringing it to the rest of the country. And any one of those candidates could do a better job than Joe Biden. Or- Who's that? Jessica Patterson? I don't know who that is. That sounded like speculation by somebody who's hoping. Okay. Anyway, talking about the debate tonight, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Highlighting California's problems during the debate tonight um, with all of the candidates from the last debate that you didn't watch, uh, minus Asa Hutchinson. So if you were hoping for a little of that Asa Hutchinson magic, you're going to miss out on that tonight. Not going to happen. (laughs) Not going to happen. It's only an hour and a half long, so make sure you don't blink or you'll miss it. Uh, To follow up on the last segment before we move on, uh, Jack bringing us a fascinating passage about uh, Germany in the 1920s. Um, Just the the chaos and the loss of faith in institutions, the desire for constant entertainment, intoxication, the rest of it sounds very, very familiar. The dizzying pace of things happening where you just kind of lose track of everything, which is definitely what we're living through. Right, and whether it is uh, Littlefinger, the character in Game of Thrones, who like to say chaos is a ladder, or your Cloward Piven strategy, or Saul Alinsky rules for radicals, that's one of the main strategies, is you overload the system with chaos. You intentionally break it, um, and, and that's when you can seize power. And I believe there are a lot of forces in the U.S. right now. I mean, you could start with the George Soros-funded DAs who are plainly trying to overload the system with crime and and break it and and then seize control of the, the broken pieces and fashion of society and, you know, according to their plans. All right. They're not trying to solve the problem. They're trying to make it worse, trying to overload the welfare state, et cetera. Anyway, um, uh, we should resist that if we can. Speaking of chaos and institutions people no longer trust, it's interesting that the Washington Post, a liberal outlet if there ever was one, uh, with a big piece today that's uh, fairly well written about homeschooling. Homeschooling today is less religious and more diverse, poll finds. And it's exploding in popularity. They point out that it used to be primarily conservative Christians, but Mm -hmm. it's much more diverse now. Rather than religion, homeschoolers today are likely to be motivated by fear of school shootings. I would like to know what percentage of homeschoolers are doing it because of that. I know a number of people who homeschool or have dabbled in the idea of it. Not one of them has ever mentioned school shootings as a reason. It's what they are talking about the WAPO after all. They all mention what they're teaching in school. Everyone. Right. Indeed. Yeah. To finish the list, school shootings, anxiety over bullying. I would rephrase that as knowledge that restorative justice practices and lack of discipline have rendered schools Lord of the Fliesian zones of chaos. Anyway, anger with the perceived encroachment of politics into public schools. You want to know why it's perceived? Because it's happening. Uh, the poll finds. Um, I just thought it was interesting and, and semi honest. But uh, anyway, I think that all relates to uh, to our discussion yesterday about how schools are set up. They're stacked against boys, little boys who have so much energy. They need to move. They have testosterone. They need to be involved in contests and competition and, and physical movement to learn. But schools, which are overwhelmingly run by females, some well-meaning, some ideological nut jobs, 
have designed schools to be all about sitting still all day long. And then when the kids can't, when the boys can't sit still all day long, they uh, pathologize that. They diagnose them with the various disorders and drug them. Not to say ADHD doesn't exist, but you put in a little boy in a situation like that, they're going to act out. So anyway, that was the discussion yesterday, and we received a number of interesting emails in response. Uh, this is from Connie. My 11-year-old grandson lives with his mother, attends a poor-performing school in the Sacramento Unified School District. He says he hears profanity every minute of the day. He's in the small minority of white children, has witnessed, even experienced firsthand boys of color goading and nagging white children to use the N-word. Children are not allowed to run, play soccer, tag, or other activities, uh, similar activities on the playground. Teacher salaried is, uh, sal- hmm, salaries at his elementary school average well over $100,000. Not allowed to run. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to work with uh, young boys. Sit still and never blow off steam, boys. Okay, that's great. Uh, this is, uh, can we And they're not allowed this? to yeah. run would be driven by, if they get hurt, somebody's going to sue. So that's, I don't know how we break out of that problem. That's the reason that this is, uh, the schools my kids have gone to, if it rains the next, the, the, you can't, even if it's not raining at the time, there's no running <laughs> because the grass might be wet and somebody might slip. How crazy is that? But if the insurance company comes to you and says, look, we have one, if somebody slips, sue us, then we got to cancel your insurance. You got no choice. So somehow we have to break out of that whole thing. I don't know what to, what to do with it. Yeah, we are a perverse society at this point. From the Department of uh, Few Things Are Just Caused by One Thing, Andrew in Oregon writes, Guys, I teach elementary uh, physical education. We see stir-crazy boys all day. While causes and results are multifaceted, I believe there are a few primary reasons. Uh, One, boys have little to no structure at home. A lack of routine creates angst. Two, boys receive little or no attention from parents if they live with parents. That means no manners, adequate, or self-reliance training. Three, schools constantly try to avoid litigation from families. Mm. Four, out of a school of 80, uh, I'm sorry, a staff of 80, I am one of seven males on campus. So it's less than one of eight people is a male. Only one classroom teacher, two in PE and four in special ed. Our students have few male role models and a tremendous female influence to school climate. So did that not used to be true that uh, schools were dominated by women? Uh, my recollection of my schools, it was, was, it was much more evenly balanced. I wonder why it was more women than men, but yeah, I had multiple male teachers. No, it was, it was definitely mostly women come to think of it. Yeah. I th- On the, my, uh, my memory uh, is school being mostly women, but the pathologizing of young male behavior and not letting anybody blow off steam. That's new. Uh, definitely. Well, it definitely is. One thing that it popped into my head yesterday I'd never thought about before, and I don't I certainly don't think this is probably on purpose, but uh, classrooms for younger kids look way more like a girl's bedroom than a boy's bedroom. Hmm. Just like the colors and the just the, the decoration, the way you would go about it. Interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. And then he points out the boys are complete wimps. No stick to it, uh, no self-determination. They crave attention, and then they cave when they get it. Um, I can do what I can, but I barely get away with the long leash I allow in class based on what the kids need. So you got multiple things going on. That's I mean, an I interesting have, perspective. I, I only have anecdotal evidence with my kids and friends and other people I know, their kids and friends. But 
in general, it seems like girls love school and boys hate it. Well, there's got to be a reason for that. Yes. Right. Well, and the, the very saying, boys will be boys. You say that today, it'll be like, oh, so you're okay with rape and brutality and toxic masculinity? No, the saying's just pointing out that little boys act differently than little girls. They're loud, they're energetic, they're diamonds in the rough. They're tough to take sometimes, but that's what it takes to grow a strong, self-reliant man who will serve his family and the community. Boys will be boys. And finally, this from uh, Kay. From Anonymous, because my district will target me. I have written before about the issue of perception versus reality in the school system. This is the primary problem. The measure is how many students graduate, and it doesn't really matter if those kids can read or do math. If they have skills, that's a side bonus. As a teacher, this is soul-sucking. We are asked to teach with both hands tied behind our backs. Kids don't care or try, and they know they can enter a credit recovery program to make up a semester of credit in record time with less work. Yet teachers are somehow supposed to motivate students to work hard and try. All students are enrolled in college prep at a minimum, regardless of skill level. This includes English learners and special ed students. So I literally have students of all levels in a class of nearly 40 students per period. This is not about meeting students' needs. It's about being able to say the kids graduate college ready. Ready is a relative term, allowing students to check requirements on an application, again, regardless of skill level. We're encouraged to differentiate instruction to target all students in our classes. This is impossible. Beyond this, when I adjust assignments to make them attainable for students, the end result is that students are getting passing grades for a college prep class and may not even speak English. I would quit today, but I'm so far into my career, I have to stick it out or I'll work till I die. The other side of the coin is that this job may kill me. I can't keep existing in the Orwellian dystopia that is public education. By the way, my own children are in private school. I cannot in good conscience subject them to the prole-producing industry that is public schools. So the stat that stood out to me the most and got the least attention out of that Baltimore thing that came out the other day on how few students could read or do math at the you know proficient level and a whole 40 bunch of percent sco- of schools right a whole bunch of the zero a whole bunch of the schools had zero kids doing it but overall for the whole school district it was like in the 30s of percentage of kids that could do math and read at the proficient level but 80 some percent were graduating that's the stat yeah. that stood out to me those things should be equal if you can't read or write at the very low bar they set, how are you graduating? Well, it's Goodhart's law. That's what's driving all this. Once a measure becomes a goal, it ceases to be a good measure. So people yeah. figured out a way to graduate as many kids as they can because it looks good on paper. And it's got nothing to do with what you've actually learned, which is horrifying for a society. Right, right. Uh, And I've had it explained that the graduation standards are essentially you have to be at freshman grade level to graduate. And only 30% of the high school graduates were at freshman grade level, which obviously means that 65-70% of them were reading at elementary school or middle school levels. Wow, that is cruel. Yeah, it's cruel. And anybody who suggests, hey, we've got to let those kids have go to different schools. There has to be school choice. The teachers unions call you a racist for keeping the black kids or brown kids or whatever kids, white kids do, for keeping them in those schools. You're the racist for trying to help them. Good Lord. And, it, and it's uh, so it's obviously horrible for the kids. It's horrible for all the parents if you're not 
like super paying attention and you just assume, well, as long as I get my kid to school every day and they're going every day, they'll, you know, they'll come out of there. It'll be okay. Eh, that ain't true. So more on this topic and others in a moment or two, but uh, this from our friends at Upside, the Upside app. Inflation is high. We're all trying to save money however we can. Driving the extra mile for lower gas prices, grocery shopping on sale days, saving money is important. This is a great way to save Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, dines out. This is what you do. You get started by downloading the free Upside app. Use the promo code ARMSTRONG and get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. Next, you claim an offer for whatever you're buying an Upside. You check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you get paid. Yep, Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. If that whole check-in thing sounded complicated, it's not. It's it's effortless. They have 4.8 stars on the App Store, so people are obviously digging it. Download the free Upside app and use promo code ARMSTRONG to get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. That's the promo code ARMSTRONG for the Upside app. I'm so despondent about our ability to solve any of the problems tonight will any of the real problems of the country be discussed in any sort of real way in a so-called debate tonight on television no i have very little expectation of that yeah i'm a little more optimistic than you are just because dana perino is super smart and uh who's the who's the guy who's part of it the team uh, from Fox Business, I can't remember, and there's a Univision gal, but I think they'll ask some relevant questions. My despair comes in the fact that very few people will discuss the issues that were discussed. There will be no echo chamber of the issues. There will only be echo chambers of who scored what points and who looked sharp and who's Who got off a zinger. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, that is practically meaningless unless Trump gets out anyway i'm looking at my bank of tvs there's which one is that that's abc i see taylor swift and travis kelsey that story is inescapable it's simple they love each other (laughs) (laughs) thought this was interesting the great josh kroshauer uh quoting nbc news the latest nbc news poll finds republicans with a 21 point advantage on which party better handles the economy uh for it's 49 to 28 that's the largest lead Republicans have held on this question in the poll dating back to 1991. A great Scott. So if unless the economy and inflation just turn around completely and people are just have soaring confidence levels, uh, that's a huge boon for Republicans. And though I'm not a great fan of Trump being president again, he absolutely has a claim to I'm the pro-economy guy. I like growing business. Look at the economy when I was in office. He'll be unstoppable if those factors come together. Yep. A lot on the way. Uh, New York Times with an interesting story about Republicans and Democrats coming together over homelessness. Finally, maybe we'll get to that in hour three. Stay with us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I was just reading this list of things you shouldn't eat, certainly shouldn't let your kids eat, stuff that they call hyper-palatable. Actually, the the title of the story is How Big Tobacco Created America's Junk Food Diet and Obesity Epidemic. Wow, really? Yeah, when the government started cracking down on cigarettes, they, uh, they, they were already aware that you know, they figured out the way the addiction worked with the brain, with nicotine and all that sort of stuff. Similar sort of thing with food. And uh, so your big tobacco companies started investing in all these hyper palatable food companies with no nutrition, but a way to trick your brain into being addicted to them and wanting more. Wow. So they were really addiction companies yeah. that would pick and choose what sorts of addiction they would market. Yep. Wow. Tobacco companies chose to create in their newly acquired food companies. Highly processed, ultra-processed, or what they currently called hyper-palatable foods, fatty, salty, sugary, sweet, whatever, that makes your brain want more. Uh, It's where the whole, I mean, this slogan goes back to the 60s, the, bet you can't eat just one. No normal food on earth was like that. Right. But they they came up with a way to trick your brain into where you you just, you can't, your brain doesn't want you to just eat one. And our bodies aren't designed to uh, to handle this sort of stuff. Anyway, um, as I've mentioned many times before, my greatest failing as a parent, a single parent trying to feed kids and a guy who never cooked in his life anything, uh, is how I feed my kids. And so I was looking at this list of stuff, hyper-palatable foods. Kraft Mac, this is like a list. Like if I was going to make a list of things my kids are probably going to eat this week, this is the list no of boy. things you should never eat. Kraft macaroni and cheese, Oreo cookies, Kool-Aid, Jello, Hawaiian punch, Chips Ahoy cookies, Lunchables, which I give my kid regularly, Trisket, Ritz crackers, Oscar Mayer hot dogs, my kid's favorite hot dogs, dozens of other goodies that are fill our store shelves and consumers' bellies are hyper-palatables, uh, very little nutrition and designed to just be delicious. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I have sworn off ultra-processed foods. Anything for that you. has ingredients that I 
don't either have in my kitchen or can easily get at the grocery store, I will not eat. But it occurred to me, Judy and I still have hot dogs on hand. I didn't know hot dogs was on the list. Oscar Mayer hot dogs are not. You can't, you're not supposed to eat those. They're all beef. Well, take a look at the list of ingredients. If there are a bunch of long, sciencey names in there, it's it's ultra processed. It should just say cow on there. Yeah, and all beef hot dogs should just say ingredients cow. Yeah, right. All beef as opposed to beef and chicken and roadkill and cat and soylent green or whatever. That's what all beef means. It doesn't mean nothing but beef. Rates of obesity in the United States changed little during the 60s and early 70s, according to the National Institutes of Health. That's in Great Britain. Uh, but soon increased sharply. Yeah, we've noticed from 13.4% in 1980 to 34% in 2008. Well, it's I wouldn't, worry about, than that. I wouldn't worry about that. So it's, I think it's we had the numbers the other day. I think it was 40% roughly of Americans are obese now. So it was 13% in 1980. It's 40% now. I wouldn't oh, worry that, about that either. That reminds me, there's uh, really interesting coverage. Those weight loss drugs that are so revolutionary, they're going to break our health care system. In what way? They're extremely expensive. Extremely. And the argument is very, very strong that they ought to be prescribed to millions and millions of people. Sure. Uh, wait a minute. That math don't work. Oh, we should talk more about that. Because what about the upside of all the health-induced obesity problems that you avoid? Right? Armstrong and Getty. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.